Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, it's Manhood Part 1. What it is, what it isn't, and why it matters. All right, well, welcome back, Brian. How's welcome. it going, man? Yes, doing well. Good. It's been a while. It's been too long since we've done a normal episode. Yes, it has been too long. We, let's see, it's been about a month or so. Yeah. We finished up our last series on... The gospel pandemic. The gospel pandemic. Yeah, great series. I love that. Mm -hmm. And talking about what it means to be a a disciple, to make disciples, to share the gospel. And so while we were thinking about topics to discuss, uh, we're going to jump into a series on what it means to be a man. Yeah, that's Biblical right. manhood. And, you know, this series can... Uh, I realize that we have maybe some female listeners, and yes. they may... Hopefully, you don't just turn us off. Yeah, right don't turn now. it off. Just hold on. <laughs> I think it is important that everyone, men, women, everyone needs to understand and know this. And and I will say there's a lot of really great podcasts about biblical womanhood out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are not going to attempt to talk about that. Yeah. Not uh, not right now not anyways. That, not that we couldn't talk about that from a biblical perspective, <laughs> right. but there are some really godly women out there that have podcasts yeah. about that kind of stuff that we could point you to. But yeah. but why is it important that everyone needs to hear a podcast about manhood? Yeah, I think it's I think it's very important and we're going to talk I think a little bit more about how this kind of applies to everyone, but you know, I think the reason why we wanted to do this is because of the, the the role that God has given to men. And uh, I know for me, one of the things that is really important, it, it's kind of like, it'd be like if I were assessing a problem with something and and there was like one key element that like held everything else in place. And if that thing is messed up, then, then everything else is going to be out of whack. And I think that the role of the man um, is something that God has put in place that is there for the purpose of of ensuring that things are done according to God's plan. Yeah, it's undisputed that uh, you know there's statistics and things to back this up that when a man takes his spiritual role seriously in his family and in his church, that that the the family and and the church and really his his entire life. Uh, things are are blessed and elevated, right. and God honors that. And so, if you want your family to follow the Lord, and you want your children to follow the Lord, uh, then the husband has to take his responsibility seriously. If we want a church that's going to follow the Lord and be serious, men have to step up and yeah. be serious about that. And that's not um, that is in no way lessening the role and responsibility no. of of the woman, but there is a significant responsibility placed from the Lord on the man uh, in in these key areas right. of life. Yeah, we can't be people that that can't hold on to nuances. Like, there are nuances here. And, of course, we're not nullifying uh, the importance, the, the extreme importance of uh, of a godly woman. Right. Okay? By no means. So please don't so ever our, hear that. This is our one-time um, disclaimer. We're not going to yes. keep saying right. this the whole time. Just understand this in the context of what we're saying. We value and and... Yep. And we value women in ministry. We value women in their role as yep. 
homemakers, as uh, businesswomen, you know, as they go out into yep. life, all the different facets all the, are yep. valuable. The biblically defined understanding of, of what women do. And I think there is a lot that could be said about that, but that's for another time. Right. Um, but so that's I, our one-time disclaimer. One now we're going to move on. Yeah. Because, and I do want to say this though, Brian, because you even mentioned this, is how many times in like counseling situations yeah. has the solution been man? Be a man. Yeah. Step up and fill your, fulfill your role. Yeah. yeah. And and I know that, you know, some guy might hear this and be like, whoa, bro, you don't know my life. You don't know where I'm at. Okay. Don't worry. We're going to get to some of that. But but it is true. Every guy needs another guy in their life just saying, hey, man, you need to be a man. Right. And, um, and so let's talk about this. Uh, the first thing being what this podcast, what this series is not going to be about. Okay. So the things that we're going to try not to do on this series, and we want to help you understand what we're going to be dealing with as this topic. So we're going to talk about some things, um, that are important, but we want you to know some of the things that aren't going to be like the main points that we're making all the time. Yeah, right? I think, I think that when we talk about manhood, people immediately start to go to like stereotypes, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure people understand there's, there is a, there's a definition of a biblical manhood that we'll get to, but it does not necessarily involve one specific type of of thing that a man does. Do you agree with that? I, I fully agree with that. And I think that that is kind of the thing that we're getting at here is that we're not going to be just, you know, telling people cultural definitions of manhood and then saying, be whatever the culture says. Right. You know, I remember, uh, you know, I was reading this. This is kind of weird. This is me being a nerd, but I was reading a book about Vikings <laughs> one time. And one of the things that they cherished in their culture was manliness. Yeah. And uh, but it wasn't it wasn't what we would call manliness. It was this extreme over manliness, this macho man sort of mentality. Mm -hmm. And so that's a cultural understanding of manhood. If you're not big and strong and know how to fight, you're not a man. If you don't die in battle, then you're not a man. You know, it's like, uh, that's not what we're saying here. Yeah. There's also (laughs) like the sophisticated man, you know, where somebody who values like intelligence and, and books and knowledge, uh, that's also important, but that doesn't wholly define a man, a man. either. Yeah, or like you know? a workaholic man. Yeah, many dudes successful in yeah. business and and king, you know, over a big kingdom, so to speak, business kingdom. Yeah, that doesn't define a man. I think in our culture today, a sensitive man is the man that everyone feels like they're supposed to be. You know, sensitive man or or even emasculated man. Like, mm. don't be a man. You know, don't yeah. be. You know. These things. And so what we're really getting at is that we're not going to let the culture define manhood. Um, We're going to let the Bible define manhood. And so we're calling this manhood because biblical manhood is true manhood. And so uh, these are important truths. There are going to be overlaps, don't you think? I mean, don't you think that there are some overlaps from these stereotypes in biblical manhood, like real manhood? So I think, you know, we will see some of that, but that's not going to be the But I don't driver. think you can put it as one one of those types of things to define yeah. what manhood is. Yeah, exactly. There may be little pieces of that mm-hmm. and, and little parts of that. Like, there are many biblical men uh, or, or men that are spiritual, that are godly men, that are successful in business. Right. There are many guys who are strong and, mm-hmm. and good fighters. You know, there are men that are sophisticated and, and knowledgeable and learned, but all of those mm-hmm. can embody what a spiritual godly man is. 
Yeah. Not just one key. of those things. That's that that is key. And so we're not going to just drive after one of these things. We're going to drive after the thing that underlines all of this stuff. Right. And so another thing we're not going to do is what I call like husband bashing or just just man bashing, you know. We're not just going to talk about all the problems with dudes. We are going to talk about problems. We're going to we're going to get pointed here. And so that's why we're saying this kind of like a disclaimer like we're going to push in. We're going to say some things that are going to be like, wow, get out of my business. Don't you agree? I mean, yeah, we really want to challenge guys. Here's the thing. We're pastors and we have a lot of experience of with with people, number one. But then also we're just guys and we right. have lived life enough to where we have had our own um, struggles and our own challenges. And so we've had to overcome different things and work. God's worked in our own lives into becoming godly men and we're not arrived yeah yeah <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah that's that's another thing this is not we're not glorifying ourselves because we're we are not the perfect uh, right. image of so this some stuff. of this is we're we're looking to the bible and we're trying to reflect on our own our own lives as right. well and speak from our own experience yeah i'm i'm both looking forward to this and a little scared because i know it's going to be challenging and uh but it's not going to be you know, this thing where we just talk trash about dudes so that their wives can get mad and nag at them about things, you know? Yeah. By the way, if you're a wife, the, the don't, don't just nag the, yeah. uh, don't nag your husband. If, if he is not fulfilling his role as a biblical man, don't nag him, pray for him. Yeah. Pray for him. So yeah. you, you just start praying for him and, uh, watch God. God can do, mm-hmm. you know, God's the one that changes the heart. Yeah. Nagging will not change the heart. That's something my wife and I have been talking about a lot because she's really passionate about, you know, nagging. Role. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Well, she is, but in the fact that she doesn't like it. Um, and so, and, and so we talk about it, and I'm really thankful for that. I mean, how blessed, you know. But, but the difference between nagging and like building up. Yeah. And you might be driving at the same problem, but you're doing it in the right way versus yes. the wrong way. Yeah. How, how you, you know? say it and how, yeah. how you uh, express your. Your frustration yeah. and your desires is everything. Because yeah. that's it's not like just be quiet and deal with it. That's not it at all. It's yeah. it's deal with it the right way. And men need to do that too. And yeah, so, and we're and we're not we're not letting men off the hook. No. They need to step up and take responsibility well, and and that's what we're you know, we're not just bashing dudes, we're actually trying to press in on ourselves right. and on other men and say, guys, let's be better. You know, right. let's be better men, let's be what God wants us to be. Right. And so um we also hope that that this will help ladies to to help the men that are in their lives the 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 growing boys that they are raising yeah everyone you know? uh you know there's you have husbands you have you have sons potentially you have future uh, son-in-laws yeah. you know there's there's uh everyone has just like everyone has women in their life everyone has men in their life that's right and so this can apply to everyone and i hope that everyone finds this useful to some extent uh as they go along so yeah. you know we talked a lot about um affinity and just to wrap up just to wrap up that whole conversation, you know, manhood is not about affinity. It's about identity. And we can't get wrapped up in those, in one thing. Like we mentioned earlier, those examples, we, those are, those are, those are affinity things. Those are right. things we like to do or things that we're naturally gifted in. That is that in and of itself does not define manhood. Yeah. There's a manhood that is defined through our identity. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, that's by the creator. You know, the creator is the one who made us. And there is this essence that comes from what he has determined. It's not based on your function. It's based on your essence, who God made you um, to be. And so the thing about this is the only way to find out who we are is to go to the creator and hear what he has to say, ding, 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 the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to be talking about biblical categories, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so some of the things that we're going to be dealing with are gender. And that's a big deal. Yeah, we believe, we'll just say from the outset that we believe that God created uh, two two genders. He (gasps) he said, (laughs) you think like that's not controversial, but it is today. Oh, yeah. But the Bible says he created the male and female. That's right. And so there are are two genders, biologically assigned uh, at birth, and those don't change. Now, people may recategorize themselves in today, but that is not a biblical view in any way, shape, or form. Right. And just like we've talked about, there's so much, you know, we've been studying, um, you know, weightlifting science mm-hmm. and strength training. And a lot of that has to do with biology. That's right. And God has created men and women differently. Yep. You know, just the sheer fact that uh, men can get stronger. Now, I guarantee you, there are women that oh, are yes. stronger than me. Oh, yes. But here, let me give you an example. <laughs> Tra- a trained man and a trained woman. Okay. Right. The, the 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 world record for the deadlift for a man is over a thousand pounds. The world record for a female uh, is over for a deadlift is over six hundred pounds. So there's a four hundred <laughs> pound difference between a well, male and a female. So those people have trained yeah. their whole life. They've done the right eating. They've done the right training. And there's a four hundred pound difference right. in what they can deadlift. Well, and here's the, it's like okay, so is that woman weak? No, no, she can deadlift she's, way more than she's I can. Lifting, twice as much. Yeah, exactly, or more than than us. So I mean, yeah, right at twice as much. That's insane amount of weight. Uh, so she's very strong. Nobody's discounting that. Right. It's just you know, men and women at the same level are going to be at different levels. There, there's a biological difference in men and women. And and it should be obvious mm-hmm. because it's obvious. It's it's obvious to children. Right. You know, your parts are different than my parts. Right. To a, to a girl and a, and boy. a boy. That's right. And, you know, even when siblings uh, are little bitty and they take baths together, they can see men and women are different. Right. You know, and so this is, this is obvious and you know, people are using quote science to discount this and it's, it's ridiculous just to put it bluntly. So we're not going to like just go on and on about this, but we are going to talk about what the Bible does say. Uh, Cause people don't want to hear that. And you know what? We are responsible to say what God's called us to That's say. Right. There, there are so. many ways. And, and I will say this along with that, both men and women are created in the image of God. They, they are both valuable. Right. That we are equally valuable to God, and God loves loves and cherishes His creation. Yeah. Both men and women equally. Yeah. Male and female, He created them in the image of God. He created just them. because yeah. we have different roles uh, and things like that that God assigns and different responsibilities doesn't discount our value to God. And That's so, right. but but we from the outset want to say. We believe in the mm-hmm. men and women as the two genders. Yep, and they are different, and that's okay. That's good, actually. And so we're going to be talking about um, the fact, you know, talking about men in general, just mm-hmm. kind of things, principles, biblical categories that apply to every man everywhere, okay? Um, but then there are specific roles that men play. You know, there are there are husbands. Uh, not every man is a husband. Uh, many men are husbands, but not every man is. Um, we should, and this is something that we should 
aspire to, unless we have a, a biblical calling to remain single, right? Uh, we should aspire to be husbands. Yes, and I, and I'll say this. And the next one on here is fathers, right? And Same. Unless yeah. unless we're not able to uh, have children, then uh, we should we should aspire to be fathers as well. Um, you know, this is something that that God calls us to to really to sanctify us. Yeah. Being husbands and fathers is not for our own comfort. It's for it's <laughs> no. I know you're laughing <laughs> no, at this. It's not. <laughs> it, it is primarily for our redemption. Yeah. It mm. it speaks to our sanctification in a great way. I I was not able to really comprehend God's love for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. until I was having children. Yeah. And then and I still can't fully comprehend God's love, right. but it is much more clear how God can love such an imperfect person like me when I have my children yeah. who who can many times make me crazy and mm-hmm. want to climb the wall, <laughs> but then I would love them so much. Yeah. I would literally just I would yeah. literally push them out of the way of a car and yeah. take take the hit if I had to I because I love them that much. Man, and that's the thing, like, oh yeah, you're you're so right. I mean, being a husband and being a father, when when God is guiding you in that and you've taken that responsibility, you've embraced that responsibility, there is such beauty in that and such glory for the Lord and, and joy in that. Um, because you get to see how, you know, you love your tiny little babies for, you know, clapping. They're clapping their hands. Right. When they start clapping their hands, you're like, yeah, yeah. you know, you're so ecstatic. Yeah. And it's like, that's so... You made so, a poo-poo in the potty. I know, you're yeah. so happy about it. You really are. <laughs> and uh, and that's God, that's, that's a part of who God is. Right. And and we get to experience that um, because we're created in His image. Well, that's right. And that just makes me think, this is a side note, but how, how excited God gets when... When, he, when we receive the blessings That's exactly that right. he gets to give us, you yeah. know, it's like, it's like Christmas morning when you give your kid mm. the gift that they've wanted all yeah. year long. And you see when, them so When happy. God gives yeah. us blessings, he is, he's more excited and yep. more joyed, overjoyed than even we are. Yep. And so it just helps me to understand God's great love for us. Yes. So. And, and I, that, you know, this is why, huh, this is going to be a good, this is going to be a good series, I think, right? <laughs> um, this is why it's so important because men have to, to do this uh, and we've got to talk about these categories also we want to deal with the fact that there are boys out there mm. who are growing up and we've got to deal with this because it's so important especially well, culture, in our culture culture presses in and you know there's a sad affair uh in our in our life that's teaching boys that they're they're not to be men or, right. or any sort of any sort of masculinity even any sort of uh idea of manhood is bad yeah and you know there is a uh, th- there is many ways that men have abused uh, their their manhood, their power, yeah. their yes. whatever throughout history, and those are not biblical ideas. Right. If you read the life of Jesus, Jesus was a very He's masculine man. man. He is the man, <laughs> but he had so much compassion for those around him. Yeah. He uplifted women. He um, he challenged his disciples. Uh, you know when he needed to get physical and yeah. turn over the tables in the tent, he, he could did. do it. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I believe he was a yeah. he was a strong individual. Well and here's the thing, we haven't seen we haven't seen all that Jesus has to, to do, you know, because right. he says he's coming back in all of his glory, you know. We just we just saw he's the coming, Savior Jesus. Well Revelation he's come back with a sword. Yeah. So Jesus Jesus is the man and we got to see and the Bible gives us a full description of who Jesus is and that is what every man needs to aspire to. So I think as we so. ra- as we raise boys we, you know, it's it's sad to say, but there, uh, I think like the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, mm. they were going to put a male on the cover 
of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. I don't read As that. If, I don't like, read that magazine first of yeah, all, but I yeah. just saw a news article, <laughs> right? And I'm like, no man should aspire to be on the cover of right. the Sports Illustrated mm. uh, Swimsuit Issue. That's just crazy. We're feminizing men. That's right. Way too much. Yeah. Men are wearing makeup and yeah. and dressing androgynously and and things like that. And I just think we need to create a space. For our boys and, uh, and to say, listen, it's okay yeah. to be a man. That's right. It's okay to want to to climb a tree and to yeah. you know. It's okay to to uh, take a leak outside on the back yeah. tree in the woods. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there and that's the thing. Okay, so calm down. I know that this might trigger people, but like, <laughs> but hold on. You know what we're what we are talking about again is we're going to deal with biblical categories right. here because you know you hear the word masculinity and in the culture the culture has an idea of masculinity but the bible has the right view of masculinity yeah the culture thinks masculinity is bad because of right. the abuses of masculinity. it's the macho man mentality yeah it's right. the abusive masculinity we're, talking we're not talking about, about that we're talking about masculinity in the bounds of godliness right so you can be tough but also sensitive tough and tender right that's exactly <laughs> right and so that's what that's what we're going to be seeing here and we're going to try to apply all of this to to our current cultural climate and we're going to try to show what this really looks like in actual life, mm-hmm. you know, like how does this really play out in the home, in in the family, all of these yeah, things. Yeah, we're going to use some examples from our own lives, yeah. which is scary. But <laughs> yeah, also, I know, yeah. We, yeah. It, it's good, though, because God's given us um, great examples from our own lives or those, those that we've... Men around us. Men around us, yeah. 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 So, so, and, and great biblical examples as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to look at that. You know, there the Bible... Is, I love the Bible so much yeah. because it is honest. Yep. There are great examples of, of God's um, blessings and mm-hmm. how God used great men of God. There's also examples, examples. of failings. Yep. And we can learn from those things to say, okay, these are things that I've got to watch out for because, right. you know... We look at one great example of a manly man who was also sensitive is King David. Yeah. And I love, and we'll talk about him a little more, but you know, if King David, the man after God's own heart can fail in the way that he failed, then none of us are, are, mm-hmm. are beyond temptation yep. and we need to guard our hearts. As the Bible says, the heart is the wellspring of life. We must guard yep. it. Yeah. That's why David is such a great example because he, he's a great example of what we can aspire to, but he's also a great example of the fact that we still need a savior. That's right. And he points us to the man, Jesus. That's and right. so uh, the, the question then is, okay, so we've actually answered a lot of this question, but why does all of this matter specifically for the different people or different listeners who are listening to this? Why are they going to want to listen to this? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. For, for the guys out there, it's something that we can hopefully just be real and honest about, and we can challenge you. You know, I, I want, I want this to be an honest discussion of what, what the biblical expectations are. And I do believe most men love a challenge. I mean, I think, I think guys, I I, I know I do. It's like, okay, there's a mountain. I'm going to climb that mountain. Why should I climb it? Because it's there, man, you know, or, or a project in your house. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try to, now some things are beyond us because of skill and things, but most guys like a project. They like to tackle something and take on a a project. Yeah. One of the things that I like, and maybe I'm a little more sensitive to this just because of my personality, but I, I want to know that that the guy who's challenging me cares about me mm, and wants me good. to succeed. But then I want them to challenge me. Mm-hmm. Like I do want to be pushed. 
but I want to be pushed in such a way that I know you're on my team. And so that's what I'm hoping we'll be doing is pushing guys, pushing them hard, but in such a way that they know we are on their team and that we're, you know, we're shoving ourselves, you know, towards this goal as well. Um, And so that's one of the great things, you know, about our, you know, just being on this podcast together and working together and the men in my life who have come along and helped me the most are the guys who I can cry with. Mm -hmm. And then the guys who turn around and say, Hey man, it's time, it's time to buckle up and get back to work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so men, I I really think this will be helpful. Um, but there are lady listeners out there. We talked a little bit about this. Um, do you think this will be helpful for them? I hope so. I hope it'll be, uh, an encouragement to them, uh, as we challenge men and as we, as we, uh, you know, there are definitely some things that as they're raising boys or as they're raising their daughters to look for a godly man, you know, there are things that, that they can pick up on. You know, my, my greatest desire for my daughters is they begin to, to date one day when they're about 35. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Actually, I don't, I want them out of the house before then. Yeah. But, um, as they begin to look for a mate as they yeah. get older, yeah. I want it to be a godly man. I want them to know, I, I want to be the example for them right. of what a godly man is, but then I also want them to look to God's word right. and know that and say, I want to instill that in them. So yeah. they say, okay, I'm not settling for some chump that yeah. is going to not live up to, or not at least put the strive. Lord, put the Lord first yeah. and strive for holiness. Yeah. You know? no, I think that's good. Chumps and- need not apply. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's huge, you know. So my my wife, uh, her she has one sister, two girls, and their dad, a fighter pilot. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he's a he's a man, he and um, man. and so, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, that was one of the great things about actually getting to know her parents mm. was her parents, her mom and dad both were looking for a godly man. They were they had their eyes open and and she might not have been looking for a godly man at first, um, but the Lord, you know, changed all of that. And 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 so it is really important parents, uh, moms, to to think through this, you know, honestly, I'll just be honest. Like I was talking to some ladies who I know listen to the podcast and and I was asking them like, hey, how will this apply to you? And they're like, well, I've got, I've got a son Mm. or, you know, my daughters are going to hopefully get married one day or, you know, like I want to be able to help my husband the right way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really hoping that you will continue listening to this and that it will actually help you raise uh, godly sons, look for godly son-in-laws and help your husbands be better men the way that God would have you do that. Yeah. So, yeah. And as we talk about just the families in general, I mean, you know, we'll talk more about the responsibility we have to lead our families, but families are, are blessed when the man steps up and fulfills his role. Yeah. And, you know, we have to understand that we have a great responsibility, uh, to lead our families and, um, no one's going to do that for us. I know. Yeah. That's the thing is if we don't, then it's not going to happen. I mean, you know, it, yeah. Like, we're just we're just watching we're just watching the time fly by if yeah. we're not engaging. Yeah, and and as far as the last thing as far as the church, that's really on our mm-hmm. hearts. Yeah. You know, there is a in in Christian culture, there is a lack of uh male leadership. You know, we should, you know, it's like the Bible says Paul's like um you shouldn't you should be teachers now, but I have to treat you like spiritual infants. Yeah. And there's a lot of men out there that are spiritual infants. Yeah. And we should have a surplus of of elders and deacons and teachers and ministry leaders that are men. Yep. 
and again, that's not to discount women, but no, we, we, there should be, but, but to be honest, uh, the church at large, now our church is probably a little bit different. Yeah. We do have a lot of great men that mm-hmm. serve in so many ways, whether it's the, the student ministry or the, the children's ministry or mm-hmm. the food pantry, our, our deacons, you know, we have a lot of good, yeah. men. but I'm just looking around at the landscape of Christian culture. Oh yeah. And the churches that I know of, and there's a lack of uh, men that are that are godly men that will step up and lead. There's a big problem in missions. Like yes. the majority of missionaries are women, like the vast majority. And so, uh, you know, there's a thing called the journeyman pro- program where uh, young uh, single people can go overseas for a couple of years. The vast majority of them are women. Wow. Um, and so that that's that's kind of a problem. And, uh, and that's why I think this will it's not kind of a problem. Help. That's a big yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, trying to sugarcoat it there, but you're right. It's a big problem. So we will challenge men to be godly men, but also good churchmen. Yeah. And when we mean that, you know, that, that means not, not, not getting abused by church, not right. getting step, not, not getting stepped on or told to do everything, Yeah. No. but <laughs> taking your gifts mm-hmm. that God has given you and finding a ministry or a way that you can use those gifts. Yeah. And if God plays places a calling on your life, say, God's called me to teach. Then you, you, you get the skills, you acquire the skills and the training from the pastors or the elders to do that. Yep. That's right. And, and, you know, guys, I know like men will do whatever it takes to do the things that they want to do. Exactly. You know, oh my goodness, they'll do yes. whatever it takes to do the things they want to You're do. Exactly right. And so when we submit ourselves to God as our Lord and Jesus as our Savior, then we uh, we have we have new desires mm-hmm. and we need to do whatever it takes to live for him. Right. And so that's hopefully why this will matter. And so just to kind of bring this to a close, like we believe that men have been given the task of leading the way and stewarding the earth in loving God and in loving our neighbors. Hmm. And so that's from Genesis 1 and 2, Matthew 22. Uh, I mean, it's all over the Bible, the, these these truths. And God, and God has given men the primary responsibility of making that happen. And so being a man is about embracing that responsibility and doing what you can to bring glory to God, love God, and loving others. And so... We really hope that that's what this podcast will be about. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I want to just clarify this right at the end here. It's all by God's grace. You mm-hmm. know, we we do all of this. Um, we strive for holiness, knowing that um, we're going to fail, but we rest in God's grace. If I'm going to fail, I'm going to fall into the arms of that's my right. Lord. I'm going to be restored, and I'm going to continue on. And, you know, it's the ability to persevere to find strength, to find God's strength, get back up and carry on. That's right. Um, that is an essential quality for all Christians. But I do think that's what separates a godly man from a, a, a immature Christian mm-hmm. may, man is him not resting in the Lord and continuing on yep. in his journey. Yeah, a righteous man falls seven times and gets back up. And that is that is a big deal. And that is hard. You know, it doesn't mean you don't fall. We're not talking about being a perfect man. That's right. We're just talking about being a man that looks to Jesus and said, Help me up. That's right. And then you get back up. Yep. So there's so. a lot of comfort in that, meaning yeah. that we don't have to do it all. <laughs> yeah. We rest in the Lord and he gives us the strength to to carry on. I am so thankful for that. So we hope that this has been helpful getting you ready for this series on manhood and we hope that you will enjoy it. Yep. Tune in next week for part two. Yep. 
So thanks for listening. We'll see you next next time. time. Uh, welcome to Families for Life, a podcast. Nope. So, with welcome Brian with and Brian. Brian and Brian. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, okay, okay. Well, it's been too long. It's been too long. <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> Let's be like manhood part manhood. one. <laughs> yes, please do. Gasoline <laughs> and wood chips. Let's okay. go eating gravel for breakfast.